Find us on Infendo.com and join our Discord and ask a question in the question box. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. It is episode number... Oh, I told you I'd only remember for a few weeks. Yeah, 705. Thank you, Justin. Um, <laughs> I, I, I lasted for a few I was looking anyways. at it, so I had to make a guess. <laughs> um, we are here. It is November. It's almost Turkey Day here in the States, so we're about to enjoy a little bit of time off. But how are you doing this evening, Justin? Uh, I am doing well. Um, to I get tomorrow morning off because my kids don't have to go to school, so I get to stay up late and sleep in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's it'll the way be to do it. it'll be gaming night tonight. Uh, so uh, hopefully I'll get to play some of the the final uh, DLC for Mario Kart Eight. My uh, toddler hasn't made it to a stage where he'll sleep in yet, so I don't usually ever get to stay up late anymore because that's usually a really bad decision. But um, I am planning on playing a lot of games in this coming up weekend. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, I think, I think I'm going to make up for it. I think it's going to be fine. Um, Justin, it is 25 years since um, Ocarina of Time launched. How old do you feel? Oh, my God. <laughs> every time something celebrates an anniversary and I'm like, I was in high school when that came out. <laughs> um, yeah, I was 12. Um, so it's like, wow, yeah, that was a long time ago. But that was a absolutely just like groundbreaking moment in video games, I, I feel like. Because um, I remember that very vividly, like leading up to it, Space World, everything, you know, like there was just so much leading up to. Or no, but actually Space World was, was, the, was afterwards. What was the one that we got? Was it still CES in 97? Or right, were so, we doing E3 by then? So Nintendo had the Space World in Japan that they had been doing for I don't know how long. And then before we had E3, there was like a section of CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, that was focused on video games. And then it branched off. I couldn't tell you what year any of that happened, but sure. I know that... Zelda 64, as it was originally known, was, I believe, originally revealed at a Space World. Okay, yeah. And then I know that I'm pretty sure the first E3 was like 96 or like 95. So we like might have seen it probably there, too. But um, all I remember is the anticipation of that game because I had just got the Nintendo 64 when... I'm pretty sure there was like a co- only like five games that had come out at the launch. You know, I got it within like the launch window. And I got my Mario and I was like, great. Now I need my Zelda. And then we started to see like little trickles of it for in like Nintendo Power and everything like that. And then when it finally came out, man, I, 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 I don't think I've ever been so immersed in a video game um, up until that point, you know, because I, I literally played that game for a year before I beat it, you know, just like spending hour after hour after school playing that stupid game. Of course, I was 12 years old, so, you know. It is amazing to think how much, just how huge and how much time we spent in that world, and then to think that that entire world is smaller than (laughs) the Great Plateau in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, uh, it is just insane. Um, But, yeah, I just, I remember watching 
got because Ocarina of Time was like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and that they kept saying, you know, it's coming out and they kept showing things and, and all that. And then but and that nope, it's going to come out this year. Nope, it's going to come out next year. <laughs> nope, it's going to come sure. out next spring. So like that was the the original game to, to pull that crap on us. And uh, and yeah, just I remember years of Nintendo Power, Electronic Gaming Monthly, Game Pro, just look, just looking at every screenshot. Yep, I could find because there was no. I mean, there was the internet. You couldn't really watch videos on the internet very practically. So it was all, it was all screenshots and or and... or whatever you got to watch on G4. Or no, it was probably Tech TV back then, but like whatever <sighs> television show would show video games, you know? And I'm pretty sure that there was maybe just Tech TV. I don't even know if that was around back then. I, yeah, I don't even know if if it was around. I wasn't watching it at the time. Sure. Yeah, I I uh I only got to watch it at my aunt's house because she had Comcast and I'm pretty sure Tech TV was owned by Comcast, so like, you know, it was a it was a thing. And I remember yeah, we had cable, but I don't think we had like Tech TV or G4 or any of those until the mid 2000s. Right. And 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 I remember spending hours just downloading a like thumbnail sized video on real player or whatever just to see like link swing his sword or something like that you know so yeah i oh man those are the days i you know i found my old uh hard drive from from my computer that i had in high school i gotta plug it in hook it up see if it still has any data on it because i probably have some of those old videos on it somewhere sure you know what? I probably have a like a floppy disk uh, collection with a bunch of that stuff. I, actually, you know what? Probably a video wouldn't fit on a floppy disk. I don't even know. I'd have to but be anyways, a disk. <laughs> oh God, I have Justin. I have zip disks. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Ocarina of Time and our playing of it. Um, first of all, did you always call it Ocarina, or did you used to call it Ocarina like I did? I think I've, uh, I'm I'm sitting here whispering it out to myself, <laughs> trying to figure out. No, I've always said Ocarina. Um, I don't even know if I've, if I've said Ocarina t- tonight. It was just, you know. Because I was saying ha- it that way. Type yeah, of yeah. But, but it's always been Ocarina of Time for me. So or Zelda I always, 64. There was that, and then the the Skulltulas. I used to call them like something weird, like Skatulas Skull- or something like that. Yeah, I used like to that. say Skulltula until like uh, 15 years later when somebody pointed out that it's Skull Tarantula. I'm yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. But no, that... Ah, man. I, I'm just thinking about that game oh. and just spending so many hours just like opening every door like rolling into every chest or like uh what are those things the like boxes or whatever oh yeah the crates you can just roll into and smash Uh, yeah another one kakariko village i don't think i knew how to pronounce that correctly until um probably like gamecube era i always Mm -hmm. said kakariko (laughs) oh see i was a kokariko boy (laughs) Wasn't so, yeah. that a Beach Boys song? <laughs> yeah, very well could be. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, 
there's so much to that and then plus the fact that there was so many secrets to unlock too you know like if you caught if you got all the scotola i'm just gonna call them scotola because that's what i always called them anyways um if you got all of those tokens i think there was like a hundred of them there was like some i think you got unlocked like a big wallet or something like that there was like the big goron sword there was just like so much extra stuff in that game you know yeah, that was one of the first games that I really actually used a strategy guide in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like, I got through A Link to the Past without a strategy guide. I figured everything out on my own, but with Ocarina of Time, I was, you know, like, constantly looking up how to solve the next puzzle or where I'm supposed to bring this thing to get right, you know, the next exactly. Thing. There was just so much to do in there. And, and again, it's amazing to think how like how exponentially bigger games are today especially zelda games <laughs> serious yeah compared to the little tiny game that fit on like a little nintendo 64 cartridge you know but like you know nintendo always is able to make the most out of their hardware they they totally did that with uh ocarina of time like there was no game that on the playstation that could compare to that game you know like it was just it was and it was originally in, supposed in to be a 64 disk drive game because they thought it was going to be too big for a cartridge. <laughs> so that's the amazing oh, part. Oh, was it they... supposed to be on the 64 DD? I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was originally supposed to be kind of like the launch title of the 64 DD, and then it got delayed, and then the 64 DD came out and flopped, and then, you know, they tried doing various then then they th figured they'd release it on cartridge and then have the expansion on the disc and then they ended up not even doing the expansion and they sure did, yeah it was sure, sure. really i i don't want to say problematic development but it went through so many permutations originally uh the you know how Ganon's castle at the end is kind of like a hub and spoke design mm -hmm, with different mm -hmm. rooms for each that's because they didn't think they could get a huge open world to run on the N64, so they were originally going to Mario 64. Sure. You just go sure. into a castle and go from place to place. Like, it's just amazing. Have you played the uh, the Space World beta recreation ROM? Yes, actually. I, I, ha I think you actually sent that to me. Yeah, I, I don't know why they sent it to you. I know I told you about it, but yeah, it's amazing to to just see even like a recreation of what it used to be um, right. compared to what it is now. Like it's just all right. So all right. So we 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 we've talked about how amazing the game was. What about the game itself? Like like actually like what were your most memorable moments from actually playing yeah. the game? I think for me it was um, so I got really attached to Saria, so when I um, you know came back as an adult and then didn't find like my friend basically you know I couldn't find my friend and then you realize that she was like a sage you know I was like oh that is that's wicked cool I thought that was just like the coolest. Um, story element for some reason that like my best friend is going to turn into a um like a sage you know like to help me out so i i don't know that was kind of impacted me maybe uh, i don't know maybe if it, if it was a weird impact but i don't know i just was impacted by that it was uh 
I, I like that moment. I was amazed by the the uh, the passage of time, the fact that there mm -hmm. was an actual day-night cycle. I think that's probably the first game I ever played with a day-night yeah, cycle. Yeah, that was cool. And and it's funny to think that, you know, any game you play now has a day-night cycle of basically like one second equals one minute. That right. was like one second equals an hour. Like, <laughs> like right. the, the right. days were like up two, three minutes long. So it was like constantly... You know, if you go from one end of the map to the other, it could take three days. But right. it really only yeah. took you about, you know, ten minutes. In real um, time, yeah. That was actually a cool thing because I remember waiting out, like, the nighttime or trying to because there was, you know, all the little baddies around at first anyways. And then you don't – and then you realize that, oh, these guys are easy to run away from. You don't really have to worry about them anyways. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. It was definitely cool. Did you know that if you stay on the marked paths, they don't appear? No, I did really? not learn that until like a few months ago. Yeah, as long as you're on like you know one of those dirt paths, no the, way the, the, the stall kids don't show up. I'm um, gonna have to go play that game again. <laughs> I remember because it, it's it's specifically timed so that you cannot make it from uh, Kokiri Forest to uh hyrule castle town before the sun goes down like i've mm -hmm. never played it where i could get there in time so you know not only the time passing and the days and nights but also you get there and suddenly the drawbridge goes up it's like right oh crap now what do i do like there's oh, I forgot about the drawbridge. Yeah, I forgot like, about that actually. Yeah, because I remember the first time going up to it and be like, "Finally, I'm at the castle." And you're right; like the drawbridge goes up, and you're finally, like, "Finally, thirty seconds well. later." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, um, well, but yeah, but like walking thirty seconds across a map that was groundbreaking back then, man. Like that just didn't happen. Like you said, like everything was like hub and spoke, like Mario sixty four. So like it was just that was just like huge. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, I remember how. Uh, so, uh, is there any point in saying spoiler alert? We we we're nah, all, we've all for a twenty five year old point. game, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like, you 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 get the you get the master sword, and then you know you come back seven years later, and everything has gone to hell. And I just remember, just like the emotional impact that transition had and like how like you didn't know then that you could go back in time like right. so you know originally you know i'm think you know i'm, I'm thinking you know oh well, we you know you just kind of progress through it but then when you get to the 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 adult section and everything's just you know destroyed and you're like right oh my god i'm never gonna see these characters again i'm never gonna get to explore uh the hyrule market place again like it's just right the, like heart-wrenching to to have that totally. and then of course the first dungeon they send you to is full of ghosts so <laughs> right which is probably still one of my favorite dungeons of any zelda game ever so good the four sample that's so good yeah. The, the yeah, music no, totally. and, yeah. 
I can still hear that music to this day. It's that's uh, on, that's yeah. on my Halloween playlist. <laughs> that's that's actually a really good use of that. I so one of the memory that I'm thinking of is I I, I think it's right before you um, become an adult, but it's uh, when. Yeah, yeah, because it's in the the ice cavern or whatever. Uh, anyways, when when King Zora, when you give him the uh, what's her face's letter, and then he like scoots over, and it takes like <laughs> ten years. I literally thought that my game was broken, so I reset the game and everything. You know, I was like, "What? Well, it's broken. What's going on over here?" And then I and it happened again. So I was like. I was like heartbroken. I was like, there's just something wrong with my game and it's not working. And then I was like crying and then I like my wipe my tears and then he finally moved over and I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. This is okay. This is great. But that was, I literally thought the game was broken when that happened. So of course I was, you know, I was in high school, so I wasn't that upset about it, but I remember my friend and I, we always played games together. So if it was a single player game, you know, I'd play it, and he would sit right. and watch and kind of help me through things. Um, and I just, re- I, I remember that being just hilarious to us, just how long he takes. It to took him to, yeah. Over. I'm sure it was meant to be a comedy thing, but as a 12-year-old, I was like, <laughs> I just didn't know what was happening. I thought it was broken. So, yeah. And because it, it makes that same noise. It's like, won't, 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 like a million times. So I just thought it was like glitching out. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny to me, I guess, in retrospect. The other thing that um, that's uh, coming to mind is um, Shadow Link. I was floored when I had to fight myself, basically. You know, I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Like it, I, it was just so unexpected. Yeah, that's like the closest thing to an actual like duel you get through the whole game. Like, cause, right? Except like maybe some of the Lizalfos, because most of the characters you just kind of you know, you just kind of hack at them or mm-hmm. wait for uh, for an opening to attack them. But yeah, that was one of the few times that you really got the feeling that you were sword fighting with another, yeah. with another character. Yeah, um, totally. And that, you know, again, another innovation Z targeting, um, right? Which, which of course originally referred to the Z button on the bottom. Now, of course, like, you know, Z axis, but mm-hmm. like, like that, changed video games forever every single game now has some sort of variation on z targeting and right and to think that it was it's so natural to us now but it was so novel back then that was so weird to get used to i actually kind of remember that and working um through uh Kokiri Forest or Kokiri Village or whatever it's called um, and like learning how to like Z-target the sign learning how to Z-target the person that's like sitting on top of the building and talking to them Um, learning how to jump was weird like just I was like well how do you jump like what's the button to jump oh no you just like keep walking and it just does it I still I still fall into pits in Breath of the Wild and <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom because I'm expecting yeah. Link to auto-jump. Right. Um, there are certain space parts in those games where, you know, Link will auto-jump if it's like a little tiny gap, but for the most part, it just kind of walk off edges and like, oh, wait, right. I push a button for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was the yeah. whole... It was like learning a whole new language, basically. Learning uh, all new mechanics because the... Uh, 
you know, the, that video game language hadn't been written yet, so Nintendo was teaching us. Yeah, and then, and then having to uh, go around the, the worlds that weren't fully rendered, you know, like, almost Resident Evil style, except you have to change where you're pointed every time the camera angle changes, like the back right. alleys of Marketplace and all that, and trying to wrap your head around that, and... Um, the, yep. and and then there was the the and I mean there I'm sure there are plenty of other memorable things like you know first time you wandered into Gerudo Valley and heard the music and and stuff like that yeah that but um that ending man that final battle um was so just epic epic yeah like that was I still cannot think of any video game I've played that has had that much of a wow factor on me for the final battle because again it was like the first of its kind at least in an action game and a role-playing game right. have had these long epic multi-step multi-stages battles for, yeah. yeah for for years but like to have that in you know an action game and when he transformed into the big monster ganon thing i'm like this is the ganon i remember right <laughs> Yeah, no, that was absolutely epic. I told, I remember um, after I, oh yeah, I, I remember after I beat the game, I um, I kept a save file right at the end of the game just so I can keep going back and fighting Ganon. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, it was just so cool. And then after you beat him, the um, it, there's like a, it's a short FMV, I guess, granted, but there's like a, you know, there's like an FMV and that was pretty novel back in the day too, you know? There was a couple of them in the game. I, there was like, what was one of them? Oh, in the middle where, you, where you're with Zelda and you see Ganon walking through the court and he like looks at you. That was like, ah! And then there was a couple of other FMVs, but I remember that at the end of the game, after you beat um, Ganon, and there it like just shows like all of Hyrule and everything like that. It, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, the 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 cutscenes. You know, I, I had already played. Um, or I guess not FMV. FMV is full motion yeah. video, so just a yeah. I I I knew what you meant, but yeah, the 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 pre-rendered cutscenes. I had already played uh, Metal Gear Solid by that point, so okay, it wasn't sure. it wasn't like the most mind-blowing thing to me because i had already kind of been through that with mgs but sure but still like to see this elaborate story played out in you know dialogue and camera angles and and action sequences and all that in a nintendo game was mm -hmm. just amazing because nintendo was still and for in many ways still is you know that's just pick up a controller and play it's not like deep storylines or, right. or anything like that so so to have that in i mean that the the n64 in general but that but ocarina of time were just just game changing moments in no pun intended in in video game history <laughs> and that, I, I don't think that's an exaggeration and i don't think that's yeah, fanboyism no i think I think the gaming landscape changed significantly after and because of that game and that system. Four controller yeah, ports, um, you know, 3D full, you know, 
full 3D gaming, you know, all these things that didn't exist before. Uh, even yeah, like, exactly. you know, going back to like Final Fantasy, yeah, they had the elaborate stories, but most of those were either done, you know, in these, you know, fixed angle, you know, scenes or, you know, FMV videos that lasted 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like they st- still didn't quite have the, um, uh, what do you call it? The dynamic, uh, editing that Ocarina right. of Time and Metal Gear Solid had. Yeah, totally. Like there was, there were other games that did what Ocarina of Time did before Ocarina of Time. But what Ocarina of Time did was it everything was polished and it was fun and it was um, just completely a masterpiece for sure. There were there. I feel like that generation was defined by, and this is definitely going to sound like fanboyism, <laughs> but it was defined by two games. It was defined by Mario 64 that completely showed the world how 3d was supposed to be. I think like there was like a PlayStation game that came out before Mario 64. That was just like completely garbage. Um, or maybe an, it was on Saturn or something like that. I can't really remember. Yeah. But but when Mario 64 came along and then, oh, yeah, the, you, this is how you move the camera. This is how – that just defined 3D gaming, you know, three defined um, third-person gaming. And then here comes um, uh, Zelda 64, and it's the, got the Z-targeting. It's got kind of not necessarily open world as you would define it today, but, you know – an open world the, back in 96, you know, I like, say the closest thing you, you could get in 3d at the time. Yeah. Like the, the, there's always the, the thing it's like, if you, I want if I see that mountain, I want to go to it and you can do that in this game. Like you can literally go to death mountain you, in, off in the distance. And that was only novel as hell back in the day. You know, it was just like, that just didn't happen. So yeah, I would, I yeah. would definitely say yeah, that that's the, the other, that's the other thing that I, that I didn't think about the the idea of the world being one big like interconnected thing like you mm-hmm. said you can see death mountain and then you can go to it you can see kakariko village from the top of death mountain right. and you go down to it you can see you know the a waterfall in the distance and and there's something behind it like there's mm-hmm. just so like that sort of interconnectivity again on a 3d scale wasn't really wasn't popular if it even existed at all like it's right it's really one of those cases of miyamoto saying i'm going to make something completely new that nobody has seen before because i can yeah. and i want to <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah i uh i I would love to see Nintendo do like, uh, like you know, your Call of Duties or your Assassin's Creed, but they're never going to do that. They're always going to do Nintendo's things, you know, and that's how we get the Mario 64. So that's how we get the Ocarina of Time. And, you know, proof is in the pudding. Like, I, I would have, before Ocarina of Time, I probably would have said, no, I just want another top-down Zelda just exactly like Link to the Past. And then they gave me what I didn't even know I wanted. Yeah, it's. I I often I would probably say a link to the past is I prefer it over Ocarina of Time as far as like gameplay experience is concerned. Sure. But as far as like the memories and 
um, just the the innovation and longevity and everything. I think Ocarina has that, and of course, you know, Ocarina took what a link to the past and Link's Awakening had done and expanded on it, but it also standardized it because like every Zelda right. game after that followed, you know, the Ocarina of Time formula, um, right. you know, and, and had the, the, the characters and, and, you know, the environments and all that, that the other ones kind of toyed with, but never really fully fleshed out. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, we can gush about this game all, all until night, but, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. The the last thing I want to say is fishing, and that's it. Just oh to say yeah, fishing. That, that's it. Like another another novel thing that I never thought I would have enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, well, my okay. Well, I said I'm not going to talk about it. My uh, uncle actually got a Nintendo 64 because he, you know, was watching me play it. He wanted me to play Zelda for him. To the point where he can get to the fishing place just so he can fish. That's what he played <laughs> Zelda for. He fished. That was his experience yeah. with that game. And he probably Reach put... their own. <laughs> yeah. And he probably put hundreds of hours fishing in that stupid fishing hole, you know? So. Which is funny because I think there were standalone fishing games on the N64. He, he, I, he had the rod one. I think there was one that came with like a, like a rod controller. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, let's talk about some other games that we've been playing that weren't on the Nintendo 64. Um, unless you've been playing into some Nintendo 64 in your change of system. Um, I guess I'll let you go first, Justin. What have you been playing? Um, all right. So I, I think I can't remember whether I mentioned, but I did finish um, Paper Mario. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, and just in time because, you know, Mario Super Mario 64 came out last week uh right after the podcast actually and and I've been playing a lot of that it's it's oh it's, good I haven't played it great. yet so I want to hear your experience it is it is everything that you remember Super Mario RPG being but better um, okay. the, the, you know, it looks better. It sounds better. Um, but it, but they didn't change it. Like I was worried because, you know, they weren't going for the weird wonky, you know, CGI characters that it would, wouldn't look right, but they managed to make the characters look mm -hmm. basically like up versions of the original renders of the characters so you know mario's still kind of short and squat and right you know and and all of that so and so it really it, i mean it really looks fantastic it plays fantastic i've been playing it in breezy mode um that's what i want to do when i yeah. get it is played in the easy mode man yeah um yeah and and you know for the most part i just kind of power through a lot of the battles but I mean, I've I've lost um, team team members on a couple of occasions. Gino, in particular, has really really low base defense, which I did not realize. But he is he has died on me at it's least like glass twice. Glass cannon, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, but yeah, like there, there are a few enhancements. So. Um, there's a meter that fills up every time you do an action command successfully, it fills up this little meter. And when it reaches a hundred percent, you get to do like some sort of a special move. 
Um, okay. Or, or um, so what's weird is for for most of the game, it's been this like toad assist. So you you hit the button and then it randomizes like an item and then toad shows up and, and does something, either attacks the enemy or powers you up or whatever. Once I got Gino and I had three players, now it seems it has permanently turned into like a special, you know, triple attack. So that's cool. It's fun when I know that a boss battle is coming up to save that. Right until, right, right. until I'm ready to fight the boss, and then as soon as I enter the boss battle, I can knock out, like, half their health in one shot. But, um, yeah, breezy mode isn't, like, isn't, like, super, super easy, especially when you get later on and the enemies get stronger. But it does, you get more experience, you do more damage, the enemies do less damage, you know, all those sort of things. But it's right. not, like, it's not like turning on god mode. Like, you're still going to... You're still gonna get. You still hit. have to You're play still the gonna game. Have to use mushrooms. Yeah, you still. It's still gonna benefit you to learn how to do the action commands. You know, correctly. Um. But yeah, I mean, aside from the the graphical and and audio and and minor gameplay enhancements, it is totally the SNES game with a with a new coat of paint and 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 i'm loving it it's it was the, my first rpg still one of my favorite rpgs and it has not lost anything in the translation to switch um i don't know how many hours i've put into it i know i've gotten two of the stars um game is longer than i remember it being um, sure. I, I'm like, oh, wow, I've gone through all this stuff. I've gone across this whole map. I'm going to be done with this game soon. I'm like, wait, I've only gotten two of the seven stars? Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> going to be playing this for a while. Um, yeah, I remember the last half of the game being, not dragging necessarily, but being long. There's been a lot of, like, uh, backtracking, I feel like I remember. Typical square, you know, we have yeah. to make this game, you know, 70 hours instead of 30 right. so let's just pad it out with with a bunch of bull but sure fortunately all of the mario rpgs have this but you know of course this being the first kind of established the sense of humor that the series has you uh -huh. know all the 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 animations are really funny and quirky the the dialogue is is amusing uh you know just it's just a fun charming game to play so even when like the game itself is getting boring there's still like a character to talk to who will say something you don't expect or you know you can sure. go back to a previous area and find out something else has happened you know so yeah but yeah if you if you haven't gotten it yet definitely yeah i know you i know you love this game um i, I haven't got it worth... yet because I'm, I'm waiting for to see if like some kind of like deals that that wario 64 is going to post before i get it like i did for mario wonder but i just don't see that happening for this game i Not I, likely, I but who knows <laughs> yeah for whatever reason mario wonder i've seen deals everywhere everywhere but i just haven't seen anything for this one yet so that's weird. Um, well, of course, this just came out. Mario Wonder's been out for, you know, a month, over a month now. Well, but I, I, I got my game, my Mario Wonder, like, the week, same week 
or maybe the two weeks uh, after it was released, it was down to thirty dollars on like QVC. So I don't know. I'm I'm a cheapo, so I'm gonna I'm gonna still hold out hope. Otherwise, I'll, I have a voucher burning a hole in my pocket that I'll probably use. They, yeah, and that's what I did. I I I got my eShop credit using Rays, so I saved like sure. 10 percent on that, and then I bought the vouchers. And then I bought, you know, spent the vouchers on the games that I wanted. So I think every game that I've bought in the past, you know, at least every brand new Nintendo game I've bought in the past six months has cost me like $40, $45 yeah, brand new out, the, out of the gate, you know? That's um, the way to do it. But it's... uh. It's it's incredible and I'm loving it and it sucked up most of my game playing time. Uh, the downside is unless I'm grinding, it's not a game that I can play, you know, while watching TV because you know of all Kinda the dialogue and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, but so there have been other games that I have been playing. Let me turn on my Switch and see if I can uh, bring those up. Uh, while I'm while I'm doing that, I will mention another game that I've been playing. Uh, a game that I specifically bought hardware for. Um, I have been playing. Uh, I don't even know how to how how you would say it. It's Beamng dot drive or Beaming Drive oh, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like an it, it it's a driving simulator, but it's got like realistic damage and physics and all that and you can adjust the physics and you can download mods and all that um i have seen a, like a million of these videos on facebook and, and youtube i'm like this game looks fascinating i need to play it um and so i bought it from steam and i was playing it on my mac using parallel uh, parallel is basically a windows emulator mm -hmm. um but the problem is when you like if you're not running windows natively it's not going to run as well so like whereas sure. my older computers had intel chips and i could just boot it in windows this one i have to emulate it so the game was was running like crap so i'm like Chugging. all right yeah. let me yeah so let, let me let me see if i can get you know a nice cheap pc that will that will run this game well and so I got uh, basically a gaming PC. It's a little, like, box, you know, a little, like, right, right. pod thing uh, that, you know, has better than minimum specs for the game. In fact, it has almost the best specs you can have for the game. Uh, and so I, I download it on that, and I run it on that, and I, I use my Xbox controller, and... It's good fun. Like I, I, I have to download some more stuff for it, and I'm just starting to get can, into the. You can get Steam now. Yeah. Well, I have Steam. I've had Steam for years. Oh, there but, you go. But yeah. now you have Steam for Windows. There's a whole other world over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can. I can finally play some of those games that weren't Mac compatible. Um, and. Uh, it, and you know, I might get into a whole new world of gaming there. I've never been much of a pc or computer gamer uh but you know like what's the difference between sitting in front of a computer screen with a controller in my hand or sitting in front of a tv screen with a controller sure. in my hand you know um sure. especially if sure. the game is fun uh i guess and you I'm can just... always hook up that little comp 
computer to a TV if it's portable yeah, enough. Yeah, too, it's, so. yeah, it's HDMI and and the things like tiny so you know i can just carry it up and down so that and that was one of the advantages of it i figure if i want to bring it downstairs and play it on my tv i can um right now i'm playing it on my big ultra wide screen monitor so i've got like you know a panorama view of of my game which is kind of neat um but yeah so it's 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 like a driving simulator there aren't there isn't really much point to it other than drive and smash up your cars and see what you can do with it people have built uh stunt uh courses that you can drive around um uh i downloaded one that is actually based on an adirondack highway i live up near the adirondacks in upstate new york so you know, it's kind of neat to be able to drive around this area that basically that looks like home. Cool. Um, I downloaded some uh, mod of a bunch of cars. I've got a like an old 1920s uh, car that I can drive. I've got a replica of Kit from Night There's Rider. There's an Albuquerque map. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to download this stupid game, aren't I? <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, I think it's like 30, 30 bucks. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, just mods out the wazoo. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, I really want to put more time into it. And, and I definitely will when I have the free time. Uh, and I got to, you know, get some more mods to, to do some of the cool jumping things and stunt things that I've seen sure. online. But it's, it's a fun game. I could definitely, like, I, I, I hope that this comes out on consoles someday. Like, I, I think this would be a perfect game for Switch because it's just so, like, mindless and, and you know, kind of... The quick Switch burst should be playing. able to handle it, too. It looks like it came yeah. out years ago, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even I mean even if they have to scale it back a little bit, like, I don't play on maximum specs. I do it on, like, low to medium specs just to get you know good frame rate out of the game so right you know i'm not even all that concerned with it <laughs> you know with the way it runs as long as the physics and and the frame rate are fine sure um, but yeah it's 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 a fun game uh it's kind of a mindless game so you know it's not anything that i'm devoting time to but uh i am enjoying it um I found myself playing Lego City Undercover again a few days ago. Um, That's I, different. I uh, I don't know what I saw some post on something or something went through my newsfeed. I don't remember about the music from the game. I'm like, oh yeah, some of the music from that game was really good. I'm like, I want to play that game. I haven't 100 it yet. There's tons of things that I can do in it with just exploring. <laughs> So I started playing it, and it's still a fun game. Like it's, it's. I I one... bought that game on a like a five dollar deal because of you, and I think I have only put a couple of hours into it. But I do know that my five hours was fun. So yeah, it's, the it's the cool best game. thing the best thing to do is just like power through the storyline, um, because you know it's a Lego game. It doesn't get super sure. difficult, so you don't have to like level up your character like you might in some other games. But just just like plow through the storyline, I, I think it's only like 10, 15, 20 hours, somewhere, somewhere like there. And then just explore the, the wide open world and all the side missions and everything at your leisure. Sure. Because it's there's just a ton of random stuff to do in that game. 
Uh, which is why I was playing it, because, again, it was something that I could play that was mindless, and, and I've already beaten the story, so I didn't have to worry about missing out on any dialogue or story beats or nice anything like that. Nice palette changer from something that you have to really pay attention to, like Mario RPG. Right, right. Or as, as much as I love playing um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, even playing that while i'm doing something else i feel like i'm missing uh, out because uh, you the, have to, yeah the music and the and the visuals and everything like like i just want to be absorbed in it so i usually play I know exactly the feeling. super mario wonder in bed i've got uh one of the 8-bit dough um controllers that basically looks like a super nintendo controller and in and a PlayStation controller sure. had a baby. <laughs> and it's great because it's got, you know, a SNES-style D-pad in, in the primary location, so I can, you know, play it. It's much more comfortable to play, you know, a 2D Mario game with it. Right. Uh, so I'll just lay in bed with, you know, the, the Switch hovering over me on my little arm with my with my controller I, in my hand. I love play playing that, that way. I, lo I, I have my... I think I might have turned you on to that. But oh, yeah, I, you I showed have it my... to me. Okay, I had yeah, one I have... that, that went around the neck for a while, and you told me that there was one that was basically just like a boom arm. And yep. I grab, I got one of those, and it's the greatest thing in the world. It's I just so lay great. in bed. Yeah. I've watched movies on it. Um, you know, read, I'll read my comic books on it. You know, just put my iPad on there, open up Kindle, and, you know, just yeah, swipe. Yeah, it's... It's really great. And then especially for me with pairing it with a Joy-Con, because then you can just kind of lay however you want to lay, you know? It's yeah. great. Yeah, like I, I'll t put a Joy-Con in each hand and I'll just kind of lay there like a like a corpse, basically. So, cause, <laughs> sure. Because otherwise what ends up happening is I'll end up, you know, elbowing my wife or, sure. or you know, I sure. I'll hold it like this and get an arm cramp. So with the Joy-Con, I can just kind of lay there like this and I've got access to every button I need. Yeah, and it's great. I, you know, I don't have to move around. It's fantastic, but um, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, there was... Oh, I've been wanting to, to hook up my Xbox and my PlayStation, play some games on those. I just haven't bothered doing it yet. I know with Spider-Man 2 out, I've really wanted to play more of and finish Spider-Man 1 and actually play Miles Morales um, and get through those, but... You know, it's a commitment to, to drag the, the PS5 out and hook it up and, and all that. Sure. You know, it's, as opposed to the Switch where I can just drop it into the dock or play it in my hands, you know. Yeah, you'll have to, if you're getting a hankering for um, Ocarina of Time after we started playing this game, you might have to boot up one of those, like, AR emulators on your Quest 3. That might be cool. Okay, so what have I been playing? I have been playing a ton of Mario Wonder. I've been playing a ton of just like old old games, NES games. The on my uh, on my like hack switch, you know. The one that I've been playing the most of is POW. Have you ever played that game? Uh, I I definitely have not played it. I'm not entirely sure I know what it is. It's basically just like a beat em up, like a final fight or whatever, but it's, uh, um, you know, it's on the NES. It's, uh, 
I don't know why I like that game so much. I think it's probably just because it's one of the ones that I used to have on the NES. But the reason I'm playing it on the hack switch is because it's got the achievements. So I'm playing it in like a different way, you know? It's like, okay, you have to beat this level without taking a punch or whatever, you know? So I need to I'm get just, to I'm hacking trying... my old switch. Yeah, it's it's great. I really love playing games that way. And actually, that now that I think about it, that's probably what I'm going to want to try and do for Ocarina of Time is play it on that because then I can do it with achievements and play it in an entirely different way that I've never played it before, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. But let me talk about Mario Wonder a little bit before... Um, I guess we close out the show because that's kind of really the only thing that I've been playing. But the thing about that game is there is so much if you want to do everything. I don't know if you've noticed, but like when you um, like go into the menu, it like will tell you all the things that you've done. And sometimes there's like a secret exit or sometimes there's like an extra wonder seed or whatever, you know? So like if you really want to find everything or and get all three of the like 10 coins, there's just a lot to do. And I'm totally going to hundred percent that game. I, I already can feel it in my bones because I can, I, I'm already finding myself, um, after I unlock a, a world, or I guess a section of the map, I guess, or whatever they're called in this game, I usually don't want to go back, or don't want to go to it until I go back to the world that I was on previous and unlock everything, you know, get all the wonder seeds. So by the time I'm um, in the new level, I just have kind of like done everything that that's just like my OCD I guess but uh now that I'm seeing the end of the tunnel I, I can definitely see the end game I've fought Bowser Jr. more times than I want to count <laughs> I fought in uh I, the airships are super cool by the way I, I think that's I don't probably think I've gotten to one yet Oh, the airships are cool. I love the airships. I love the... F uh, they're all pretty much the same um, concept in the fact that when you get the Wonder Seed in the airship, it just goes berserk. There's just like this Bowser in the background. It's just like shooting you with cannons. So it just like makes it super hard. Um, so it it's, uh, brings an interesting aspect to it. But I also love at the end of the airship... Um, how you beat the airship. I guess I won't maybe spoil it since you haven't seen one yet. But yeah, it's cool. I, I just, it, this game has brought me, uh, excuse the pun, lots and lots of wonder. And I, um, there's actually children running around my house right now. Um, one of them has actually <laughs> been playing Mario Wonder and she's like, oh no, I gotta get this game. She's like trying to get her mom to get her a uh, freaking Switch to buy this, the game. So <laughs> I know that it's fun for the youth as well. Um, before we cut off the show, I want to talk about Pokemon Go just in a tiny little bit. There was a $50 box that dropped the other day. And I was like, who is going to spend $50 on this freaking game? And then my wife looks at me. She's like, I, I want this box. Um, <laughs> but we, we did not buy the $50 box. But um, it, it basically had a bunch of incubators in it. And the reason I want to talk about that is because I remember like an equivalent box like two years ago, maybe costing like $10. I would spend $10 on like, you know, 30 incubators, but I'm not spending $50 Niantic. Are you outside your goddamn mind? Like what is wrong with you guys? <sighs> and that's all. That's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. I will I will occasionally spend one, two, maybe five dollars on some 
Poke coins so sure. I can expand my storage, and that's about it. Um, it's I I that's I reasonable. To, yeah, I refuse to spend much more money than that on that game, especially since yeah. you know I barely play it. Yeah, totally. I don't even buy remote raid passes anymore. You know, like they, especially since they upped the price a couple of months ago. I'm like, no, nope, not remote raiding anymore. Sorry, Niantic. So yeah, it's it's uh, kind of disappointing. I'm seeing what, what's in the shop right now. Oh, they have a thirty-five dollar box now. <laughs> a seventy. Justin, they have a seventy dollar they... box right now. Of course Seven. they do. They probably have a hundred dollar box. Every one of these games has has those things. It's ridiculous. What is they, going on? They gotta get. You gotta get that whale. You know, you gotta get that <gasps> one person yeah, that's who will true. spend thousands of dollars on the game and then it pays for itself. Well, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense to get that box if you are like, you know, like you're saying, if you're a whale, because you get fifty of each incubator. But I am not spending seventy dollars on a mobile game. I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna do seventy. That is the price of a brand new video game. You know, like I, I have had the same argument with my kids. They, they just spend. <laughs> They have spent hundreds of dollars on on space bucks and DLC for for these games, and sure. mostly for like cosmetic things. I'm like, you do realize that you could have bought yourself an Xbox and like a and a game and an extra controller for the amount of money you've spent on this one game that's free to play. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That sounds like Roblox, if, if or like that's I one of a... them. Yeah, okay, Ro yeah. Roblox, mm -hmm. uh, Fortnite. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what other one they've they've spent tons of money on. It's just, but you know, my my wife says, you know, you spend a lot of money too. I'm like, yeah, but I have something to show for it. Like, what about all your Lego sets? You put them together and that's it. You 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 put it on a shelf and you can't do anything with it. At least they're still playing with these yeah. things that they're buying. I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. You're like, all right, yeah, whatever. It's, every it's, every I guess, generation has their own it, stupid decision, I was decision, just going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's like, I'm sure our generation had their own stupid thing that our parents were complaining about. I mean, so. that wasn't my thing, but I remember Pogs. I yep. remember, you know, well, I mean, Pokemon cards are still around. Um, you know, yeah, there were... There, there, there were some ridiculous things when we were growing up, so. <laughs> but anyway, you still there? You're muted. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I got so mad that I muted myself. Um, I was talking about my pet rock. Do you remember pet rocks? Um, I remember them existing. <laughs> Did they ever go I... away? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I had my parents buy me a pet rock, but um, $20 later and a sad 10-year-old uh, because I had a pet rock. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, let's get out of here, Justin. We hit the hour mark. I guess that's our quota, right? So um, I really hope that everybody has a fantastic um, holiday weekend if you're in the States. If not, I hope you have a good week anyways. Go register to vote. I know that voting's already, um, you know, kind of passed, but it's never too early to register for the next one. So catch you guys later on. Adios. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs>